Navy SEALs! And welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. <laughs> and I am the voice of the Mr. Ons. A joke that <laughs> makes no sense because we did it before we started recording. <laughs> I don't know, she said it in pretty much the right kind of t- timber, timbre, tombra. Timber. And I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Hello. 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 Oh, hello. That's going to be one of them, isn't it? So, how are you, Mr. Boyask? I'm um, <clears throat> Sunday morning, it's raining outside. Um, oh, it's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, pretty bad. And I, I've got to go out later, which is fine, because I don't mind going out. Uh, I've got to go and get the uh, the flu jab because it's been brilliant. Uh, I actually, without sounding soapboxy immediately, everyone go and get a flu jab. They are very good. I mean, they're not in terms yeah, of great. They, 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 it's not like you go out and go, yay, party time! I've got flu jab. But no, everyone should get the flu jab. Yeah, and it's been I'm I'm absolutely speak for experience from like a few years ago before I started getting them. Every what for at least seven or eight years before then sometime between November and February I've had the worst I don't know if you remember these insane coughing throat chest things hi and, I'm there actually, yeah but I like but like oh, absolutely awful went on for weeks and since I had the jab I haven't had one so I'm just saying and it's not just about you it's about the children and the grown-ups and everyone else yes I mean I, I don't really care about children but <laughs> <laughs> I mean your children of course um, of course. Your, your yeah. Um, well, so it's, welcome it's just, to Ross and Phil just, Talk Flu Jab. Right? Wait, 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 wait. It's just everybody else's <laughs> Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> welcome to Ross and Phil Talk Flu Jabs. <laughs> Ross, I'm stopping this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so today is going to be one of our nominal things we've seen to chat about. And we're not going to list all the things we've seen because that's always boring, but we're just going to pick out a few really good ones, but, or bad ones for that matter. But we have both seen Rambo. We have Rambo Lost Blood. Last Blood. And we have a very different perspective on this film to be every single film critic in the world. Well, not just that. A number of my, a few of my friends agree. I mean, I was with a friend last night and she absolutely anyway, let's not like there's so there are so many people I know who who are very negative about it. Yeah. So Ross. That, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, well, but the thing is, though, when they, when most of them bring up most of their criticisms, I can kind of go, I mean, all right, like, I, like I, most people, most of the criticism, I can kind of, all I mean by that is, is I can't deny that, but I still enjoyed the hell out of the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, 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 except one the, the, only, the only thing I will say, uh, one particular friend, a mutual friend of ours, in fact, said that the first seventy minutes of the film were like boring. And that, that to me, like, I don't understand because I was genuinely entertained from minute one all the way through to the end, especially the last 20 minutes. Oh, fuck. So, uh, so, uh, um, definition of getting on with the film is the definition of getting on with it. Yeah. It's, it's sub 90 minutes. Yep. Which is wonderful. It's, genuinely wonderful. It's a really pared back cast. Yeah, it's very lean. The whole thing is very lean, except for the end, which is gloriously over the top. <laughs> and, and it kind of, and it, I, like, it's, uh, we'll try not to spoil too much, right? No. But it, when it when it goes home alone at the end, mm-hmm. and it goes home alone at the end, 
I mean, everyone says that bit. I, I, I still call it Straw Dogs rather than Home Alone, but yeah. okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it goes Straw Dogs Home Alone at the end, it's just, it is 20 minutes of the most gloriously violent film I have. It, it's superbly it's, violent. Like It's fair to say, right, like you, I have seen in my time a lot of violent movies. Mm. And like you, I would say that I'm pretty much immune to it now. Yeah, my, for the most part, and, and also because, and if we want to say immune now, it's because most films these days are most are pretty goddamn muted. They're oh, mostly they, they they very rarely do anything where you yeah. go. Yeah, we did talk that. about this about about yeah. some kind of horror films that I've seen recently. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I I don't often get shocked, right? I mean, I literally watched Evil Dead when I was eight, <laughs> and I think that set the tone for my life from there. Yeah. And there were actually genuinely moments of Ram- in Rambo Last Blood in that last 20 minutes where I went, oh, blimey, that's a bit much. Well, and I, I was like, yeah. cool. <laughs> well, I, I went to see it uh, for a bit of content. I went to see it with, uh, again, our mutual friend, Greg Burridge, the wrestler, actor, and all-round oh, wonderful hi, Greg. Hello, Greg, if he's ever listening. I don't know. But um, <laughs> we, sat, we sat there like 10-year-olds, like nudging each other, going, what the fuck? Like a few times. Yeah. A few times. Um, and we, and again, not to spoil it, I was at a certain point. Okay, and we've, without spoiling it, essentially, there's a whole load of shit that goes on in Mexico over the border, and essentially Rambo lures the cartel who do this horrible shit to. And this is all in the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, this is all in the trailer. But I'm just going to still keep it fairly neutral. But he, the point is, he has to lure them back over the border and come to his farm, where he's going to fucking kill all of them. And and I'll be honest with you. But a five minutes or so before a certain point, I was like, "How is he going to get them?" To oh, no, I was the same. How I was absolutely the same. I was like, "Because I seen it in the like, trailer." Why would they, regardless of what he's done, he's killed a few people. Yeah, for, well, a, hand, a couple of handfuls of them. Then, but why would they bother, like going over, like making the journey, and then he does that thing, and the thing that he does to lure them to, to get yeah. them to come, and not only does he do the thing when you see what they see what he's done to a certain character. The shot that happens afterwards when his truck is driving along the road and he holds out a certain... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fucking insane. Like, that was... I I just genuinely got to it. And, and, and just to quickly put this into perspective, sorry, the bit I was talking about with myself and Greg, when we sat down to watch it, because as you may, you, you know, some people may not know, I do my very best to steer away from trailers, from anything you about do. films. I'm so sick of all of it these days, overall. Because they right? spoil Pos- films, right? And, yeah, positive or negative. I just, I don't, yeah, the trailers particularly, and all of the, spe- uh, all of the um, uh, what's the word, uh, supposition, all of the, you know, speculation, sorry. I try to stay away from all of that shit, because it's just, to me, depressing. When we sat down, and the tra- so so the trailer started, and as as a rarity, we watched trailers, and they were all fine. It was mostly fine. But then, when the card came up for the BBFC, and it said it was eighteen rated, yeah, I suddenly went, oh fuck! Like even if it's not the best film ever, they're gonna do some shit. And to contextualise this, some right? Shit. And then in the UK, like, to get an eighteen rating, you have very, to very go some. Yeah, you have to be fucking You have to nasty. go some to get an mm. 18. I mean, films just... There are... That is probably the first 18-rated film in the cinema I've even seen... 10 years? Released. 
10 years? Probably eight, not eight that much, seven, but okay, like, seven or eight, but, but like a long time. Like, but not, you don't get many of them. No, nearly none. And I, I'm struggling to remember the last one. I really am. And and it absolutely deserves it in, in, in the best way. I'm not even going to. Oh, gonna it earns about, it. It yeah. earns its 18 like, rating like, big time. I'm not even, and this, this isn't a downer on the film. I'm not sure I can call it a good film, but I enjoyed every second of it. Like, I and, just enjoyed the whole thing. And I, I'm not going to stand there and say it's the best film ever made, or, or even remotely. I enjoyed every second. Like, every minute one. Second. Yeah. And, even, like, you know, it, just, it just got the fuck on with it. And, you know, genuinely, like, like I said, there were moments where I was just like, you can't do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can't do that. That's yeah. amazing. And I was yes, like, exactly. it, it pushes it so far. I mean, yeah. like, including that last... story wise. Actually, including yeah. story wise. The there are twists made... in this film I yeah. did not expect. Yeah. Yeah. I was, the film goes to certain places, right or wrong, that I was just like, I fucking did that. That's fucking cool. Like, like, cool as in, as in, no other films would do that these days. It pushes, it pushes, it pushes the envelope so far out at times. Yeah. And, and I can totally get why a lot of kind of fucking snowflakey millennial film critics have not liked this, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it has all the, it has this, and then it's exploitative, and it's, and I'm like, my yeah. God, this is like watching a grindhouse, an 80s VHS. Yes. This is like being in the 80s, watching a VHS direct-to-video film on the yeah. big screen. Yeah. Well, this is when they say, like, this is exploitative. I'm like, what, you mean, like, the best films? <laughs> the best genre films, unfortunately, are exploitative, actually. I mean... Because is... otherwise, they don't get to go, otherwise they don't get to go anywhere. That's what, When you watch, like, the Wick films and all of that stuff, right, and regardless of what I think about them and all that stuff, they don't go anywhere. They, they might, whether you like the action or you don't like that. Like, I, I for, the, for the record, uh, I was surprised that I really enjoyed the action season. I'm so pleased that finally it wasn't repetitive. But John Wick 3 was great. It was yeah, really I mean, I, interesting. I didn't like, did like the story at all. I didn't like any of the stuff to do with that. But I loved the action. Like, all of, I really did. And I loved Mark DeCascos in it. And obviously, you know, but... DeCascos but all, was great. But all I'm getting at is, for all of the crazy body count and for all of the, whatever you want to call it, there's only a handful of moments in that film but really go somewhere where you go, holy shit. Like, 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 like a bit like in that ninth thing with all the knives and the hatchets or whatever. There's that, that bit where he, kind of, where he kind of continuously does one guy. Yeah. That was, that was fucking great. Like, the, like and that's how that whole fight was great. But like, it was the fact that he kind of almost casually sort of like keeps going at one particular guy with the place. And I just thought that was really funny. Like that was really that, funny. That for and me. It had, those, it had moments, but that's a two, that's a two hours, 20 minute film. That for me Shut has up. that was my scene of the year. That yeah, nice fight until that. yeah until Rambo came along, right? And then like the entire ending is my scene of the year. Yeah, the, 20, the last twenty minutes just absolutely fucking crazy. Like and 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 again, I'm just too much of a spoiler for all of the booby trappy madness and all of that stuff, which was all great. Um, I love the fact that he kept shooting but when he didn't have to. There's a great moment where he, he just keeps shooting. Yeah, there's a great moment where the, where a guy is very plainly dead, right? Yeah, yeah. About or as about dead to, as you can get. Die, like, no, no, no. Like, this guy was like, this yeah. guy was dead as dead, right? <laughs> and like Stallone just basically machine guns him 
beyond it's he like it shoots him. Head, the shotgun to the head bomb was yeah and he like, shoots him incredible. and then you kind of go okay yeah yeah no that that's that's got it and he's like no i'm just gonna shoot a bit more and you're like okay no he's definitely dead now no i'm still gonna shoot a bit more <laughs> okay fine whatever so floats your boat it's like um it was like it was like making a point like it yeah. was making a point and and also uh just on a personal point of pride if it's for what it's worth the vfx company that did rambo last blood did the vfx for vengeance 2 so I'm oh, really, really, yeah, I know. So I'm really happy. Wow, <laughs> no very cool, gives, man. Yeah, it just gives me a tickle. It just gives me a tickle. And uh, uh, Filmgate in, in Sweden, they're amazing. But I'm just, um, and I didn't even know till just before they, they did a thing on Facebook. Always, everyone look up uh, Filmgate. They're incredible, run by Sean Whelan. Anyway, they're all they're all amazing. But um, but yeah, when I saw that announcement, I was just like, when they, you know, we can let it. We can tell you <laughs> I was like, I'm so pleased. That that is cool. So pleased. Because yeah. That and and again. There are a lot of practical effects in this. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I will tell you, some of those things you think are practical are not. No, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and that's what's... Wow. I mean, it's even better. Like, you're like, but it's, wow. it's together... Yeah, it works. It's, it's one of those well. films that just works really, really well. Yeah, I um, agree. Complete. I, 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 was, I was genuinely... I genuinely had the biggest, goofiest smile when I walked out of that film. And right. everyone that saw it... There was again. I was in an audience, so it was it was a lunchtime screening, eleven o'clock. Yeah, and it was mostly no, it was solely men, right? <laughs> and a lot of single, a lot of men by themselves, right? So sure. basically, yeah. this is dads going out to the cinema, right? Hold my beer. That movie. Dad movie. That movie. And yeah. like, like I've never seen so many people look so goofily happy walking out yeah. of the cinema. We all were, we were clapping at bits, they were like like for real, like and I, I would say the audience I was with was was more mixed. It was a Saturday night, so it was a bit more mixed. There were it was there were some couples and like, like overall, like it was a it was a reasonably mixed audience for a Saturday night. And also Saturday, you know, cinemas are never quite that busy in the evening compared to you know. So, I'm, I'm but, it was, but it was a reasonable thing. It was a reasonable mix, and people had a good time. I'm gonna say something controversial here. Like this is this is a Yorkie film. Like it's not for as girls, in, as, as in for truckers. <laughs> no, it's not for girls. <laughs> okay, right, fair enough. I, I kind of, yeah, it's a boys' film. Yeah, I won't. This, yeah, I don't this think, is a. This is no point mincing words. It's a boys' no. film. Like, 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 like you get those chick flicks, right? This is a bloke flick. Yeah, and it's and I like that because it's. By the way, I'm not. Saying, you don't get I'm them saying, anymore. I'm not, I'm not saying. Well, this is what I mean. I'm not because everything. What, what do they call it? Four quadrant marketing. So it's got to be. Yeah. For the old, for the young, for the male, for the female. This is this is, this is one quadrant everything. marketing. Yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. In fact, this actually takes that one quadrant, cuts it in half, and then probably cuts it in half again. I mean, it's true. And I, and I think, <clears throat> like, again, for for better or worse, whatever you want to call it, I'm getting very wedding-oriented here. But, like, the film knows exactly what, like, one that's it, it just knows exactly what it is. It's completely uncompromising. I'm not, again, I'm not pretending this is like a great work of art i'm not pretending it's like oh no, you, you know but it just it just absolutely knows exactly what it is and gets all of it it's never confused about its identity it also kept making me wish because this had this was going to happen some years ago but that remake of death wish with bruce willis but stallone had been the death wish guy oh. that had been paul kersey there's just something i i think the death wish remake was i know i think you didn't like it at all but i, oh, I, I hate Hated I liked it. it. I mean, I would say in the end, it's probably unmemorable. But at the time I watched it, I did. Considering how bad Bruce Willis films have been recently, it was better than the, the <laughs> oh, norm. I mean, oh my god! Best. Yeah. Sorry. Side note. Yeah. 
that I just I noticed the other day there's a film with Bruce Willis and Michael Chiklis. Yeah, I know. Uh, ten it's like something. Ten it's something. Like, like I'm gonna have to watch it. I know yeah. it's gonna be beyond shit. Yeah. But just that cover of the two baldest men in Hollywood. I know they're super super bald white men. Like it's like Aryan supremacy. You don't get much more <laughs> much more kind of Aryan bald so white guys. So here's here's the easy bet: Chicklist will be trying, yeah, <laughs> and the other one won't be. Um, yeah, Chicklist hasn't done much recently. To be fair, he's still done bits on the TV. He's done bits and pieces. He's done. Like, bits he, they, I like. I mean, getting slightly off track. I rewatched The Shield recently. I need again. to do that. That's on my. That's on my thing to try and start. Ten with. minutes gone, by the way, is what it's called. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Can I? Can I just say? Can I? Am I allowed to say that that is just still to this day fucking unbelievably good? I still, and I know how this sounds. I still think it's better than The Wire. <laughs> like, and all I mean by that is, no, I know it's I'm, kind of like, it's, it's more accessible. I don't mean anything against the wire. No, the wire I think is it's a more enjoyable. I just think it's a more enjoyable show than the wire. And it yeah. all, and it got ever more. It was very Shakespearean in it. Like it kind of became very Shakespearean, and I love that. Like the melodrama of it. I it, do need to watch it again. I really. I do. mean, it's so it finished ten years ago, right? Wow. Uh, I think it finished in two thousand. Ten years ago. No, it finished 2008. So I think actually it screened 2009 was the last episode. Oh, my God. Um, and I I watched it back and I was like, the first couple of seasons, I'm like, God, this is this is still really good, right? And then yeah. as it ramps up and when you know where it's going, yeah, like, like there are certain touch points. Oh, fuck it. Do you know what? I am going to spoil it because if you haven't seen it <laughs> 10 years on, you're it's more. 10 years um there, there has to be there has to be a kind of a, a kind of a, a point where you just go yeah spoilers are fine like there, there's certain touch points around kind of the money train stuff around when shane kills lem and you forget that shane kills lem in season five and vic finds out about it the next year yeah so it's not like they dragged that mystery out to the end of the show no it it happens quicker than you think and you're like Hold on. So, so there's like 10 episodes, 12 episodes left of Shane, of Vic knowing that Shane killed Lem. Yeah. And that dance around it. And you're just like, okay. The tension's crazy. The tension is crazy. In that oh, my God. And then like that final home run of episodes. Yeah. Where it just gets dark as fuck. And then like there's a specific episode near the end where Vic has to sell out Ronnie. And like the, Ronnie's reaction. And bear in mind, the guy that plays Ronnie wasn't an actor. He was just a no. friend. Yeah. Of, weird, I think he was a friend of Sean Ryan. So like, so he's like the least experienced actor out of the whole lot. And like his emotion when, and Vic's emotion when Vic has to sell him out. Yeah. And then like the reaction to when Vic's give it, listing out all of his crimes so he can get immunity. Yeah. Of like all the people around him. And then, like, the, the the final... And I'm just like, this is fucking... Un it's, like, the best last season of a TV show ever. Yeah. There isn't yeah. a better end of season. No, I mean, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. It's so good. And unfortunately, a show probably doesn't get screened that much anymore because of the history around one of the characters. Yeah. Um... The guy that killed his family, his wife, and that, which is obviously yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> rewatch the shield, right? Because it's fucking good. 
Oh, that's a mission. That's a I mission completely went well. like, <laughs> We went from Rambo <laughs> Last Blood, to Chickless and Willis to the Shield. Sorry, let's pull it back. Um, so look, Rambo, right? It's yes. it's it by no means the best film ever made. No, but it just does its job better. Like, look, this comes that um, it's not gonna it's not gonna end up being film of the year. It's not gonna end up being film of the year. But it's um, in my top ten though. Well. I, Possibly, but but what it is is it is a bit like how one year when I said my, the best film of the year was Fast and Furious Five or whichever one it was. <laughs> I remember that because, we were because like, it, oh. because, and my 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 point being that it, it's because it does what it's supposed to do better than any other film has done this year. Do, do you know what I mean? And like it stands a chance in that respect. It's it, it just does what it's supposed to do. It does what than, it says on the tin, and then some. Yeah. This is. Like if you saw Rambo, most films, most films don't. Yeah, if you saw like Rambo from two thousand and nine or two thousand eight, whatever it was, yeah. like that was a film that I mean, there's that amazing moment where Stallone's on the back of the. I know. Jeep. Turns that guy into turns that guy into jelly. And like he turns the gun on the guy in the front of the cab and yeah. just obliterates him. Yes, and he just insane. stood there like for an insanely long amount of time on the back of this vehicle with the biggest gun just. Basically ripping Burmese soldiers in half. Completely insane. I mean, and people go, well, you know, this, and and the writer of Rambo goes, well, I, I've disowned this film. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck well, off. David David Morrell. Yeah, he he has publicly gone out and said he wrote, that. He wrote the book. Who cares? Yeah, who is it? It's like he's publicly gone out and go, I have disowned Rambo Last Blood. It's like, well, and do you think it's because nobody was asking him what he thought? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And now everyone wants to know what he thought. Um, yeah. it, it's not for everyone, right? But fuck no, me. No, no, It was no for means. me. By it no was for me. Yeah. Um, it, was so, it was joyous. It was joyous. <laughs> um, so quickly, I went to Secret Cinema. That sucked. Oh, I, I heard your Insta thing. And the thing is, as much as I do want to try Secret Cinema, everything you said confirmed sort of what I, I, I look it might have been a one-off and I know you said there are other reviews or whatever but like I, I appreciate it's possible to go and have like not a good you know what I mean like like they might it was, like, like you say if you're behind everyone if you if it's 500 people and you're not getting to do the thing like you're talking about the tables yeah I can you just, see I can I can I can totally see it's like going to a shit nightclub basically yeah, it was, theme, it was exactly that room. it was like yeah. there was nothing to do then you get thrown into a big room a little bit of drama happens on stage, which recreates a scene from, oh, sorry, on this table, which recreates a scene from the film. Yeah. Then the screen comes down. Everyone goes into sit, sitting down to watch the film. The film was badly projected. It yeah, I heard skipped. you said it skipped. It skipped. The film skipped. That's outrageous. Like, like it was like basically they had a corrupt digital file, um, yeah. which fucked me off no end because, like, the whole point of Secret Cinema, the whole point is that you get to watch a fucking good film at the end of it. Right. Yeah. Um. And then, and then, like you, you've got an audience of five hundred odd people who, and it's all the fucking Canary Wharf set, right? Right. So, oh, let's go and get some champers from the bar, and you just cunts. basically have basically five, cunts. Cunts. Just yeah, cunts. basically yeah. cunts, basically stumbling around, dropping glasses, dropping bottles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, you've paid eighty quid to watch a film. Watch the fucking film. 
right, yeah, exactly. Casino Royale is great, by the way. They've, they've, I'm sure they've done it to impress their girlfriends or where. Yeah, like, and oh, darling, blah blah blah. Like, it's that thing, right? Where the early secret cinemas were, were, were small. They screened stuff underground and right. like say, did, disused tunnels and all this really cool stuff. And I think it's just got too big. Yeah, probably. It's they, they probably can't, and they probably can't live up to at the scale they're doing it at. They probably can't live up to. Like the expectations of it, like our, our grander size, if you know what I mean. Because how yeah, and you... I and I kind of think we'll go the opposite way then. Rather than go big, go small. Yeah, go smaller. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're but just seeing, they... they're just seeing dollars. That's they're exactly it, right? Yeah. It's it's the pound side walks, and you just kind of go, oh fuck's sake. It's like I just I just it's just so viciously disappointing to go and do something that is just not what it could be. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, and like <laughs> I waited for years to do this, and I was just so so disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I've hit, I hear other ones are good, right? Um, yeah. But sure. well, uh, other news: mm-hmm. Spider-Man's yeah. back in the MCU. By the way, I know. Again, without sounding weird here, did anyone else not figure out that it would be about whatever the dollar sign would be to get? <laughs> Like, like they've they, they've had Sony have had their biggest hit ever, like their most profitable film ever, by doing it with Marvel, and then they just get rid of okay, Marvel. by Sony, wasn't it? Sony, Sony just turned around. That's what I mean. Sony yeah. did the initial announcement. I went, yeah, no, they were, you know, he's leaving the MCU, and you're just kind of like, yeah, basically, you're you Sony know they've got the better hand in this because they can go yeah. on producing shit Spider-Man movies oh, course, for years, and yeah, people will still go and see them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Venom's getting a sequel, for fuck's sake. I know, it's crazy. Well, that, Andy Serkis directing is kind of interesting. Yeah, that that that's an interesting twist to the tale. Yeah. Um, but I just want, I just thought it was worth kind of just going, wow, that was expected. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. So, a couple of films, what have you seen recently? Anything exciting or, or alternatively, crap? Well, it's funny that you <laughs> ask that, because primarily... I've been watching old films. Like I really. Like I've them. noticed you've had like this major '90s thing going on. Yeah, so it's. A, I'm cheating on. I'm cheating on our podcast. Well, I'm not. I'm not actually cheating on our podcast. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. Sorry, watching. There is a podcast called The Action Boys with a Z, uh, done by I... an American. Yeah, <laughs> done by an American uh, comedian called John Gabrus, and it is absolutely what like you'd love it. Like you, okay. it. it's really, really fucking funny. I'll add that and to it, my and, list. And it, yeah, and they're going through they're going through like a bunch of eighties and nineties classics essentially, uh, and they, they just focus on all of the uh, like uh, American eighties and nineties action movies, and they they sometimes veer off and do like a horror month like in November or whatever. Um, it's only been going like a few years. It's absolutely hilarious. Like it's funny. Like their side the side tangent shit is just unbelievably funny. Uh, very much recommend it. Uh, and so yeah, so a lot of them have just been to kind of. Uh, I haven't watched all of them. Like a lot of them films, I remember well, so I haven't done that. But if it's been, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time, then I will uh, go for it. So very briefly, I will speed through the ones or some of the ones that I've watched, just in the name of that. Oh, well, sorry, the most recent film I saw aside for that was Child's Play, and I don't know if you liked it or not, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I, was I thought it, it was really, really vanilla. I just yeah, I, I, I gave it a solid five out of ten because it just didn't do anything for me. It's like the central idea was fine, but it's like yeah. watching a it's like watching a fucking Saturday night 
eight o'clock TV show version of Child's Play. Like it was until that one fucking awesome sequence in the supermarket at the end. Yeah, I thought the I thought that again, the final act really does save it. The final act was fantastic. And I I think some of the build is good. I love the stuff with the cat and with uh, the face bits, which I thought was quite cool. I think there's bits that work really well. Um, And I think the kid's really good. Like if you watch the guy, the kid who plays Alex, yeah, back in the original, which I I love the chop. Just to put it in perspective, I absolutely love the Child's Play franchise, particularly the most recent two, which I think are brilliant. And like, I was really worried about this remake. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, I'm not going to say it's the, the greatest, but again, very economical running time, gets on with it. I like that it's a very different take on what the, the, what's wrong with Chucky, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like, oh no, that works. I like, that works I, like that they did, I like that they didn't copy, just, just do with serial killer. I loved all that. And Hamill was a great choice. I, I do think they didn't, the problem with it, or one of the problems with it, when you say vanilla, is Hamill's voice is perfect, but he doesn't, but because he's playing an AI that is programmed, he doesn't get to sort of be, he doesn't get to do what Dorif did. So he no. doesn't get to be kind of maniacal and funny and, and, and crazy and then convict, like, and charming. Like, if you look at Chucky in all of those films, there are so many different facets to Dorif's performance and to what Chucky is, like, to how he sort of like charms the kid and or you know what I mean or then goes psycho or whatever it like there's it's not a one concept is interesting but it just doesn't yeah. work well, it doesn't, because it doesn't, it, it doesn't let him it doesn't allow him even though the AI goes out of control it doesn't it doesn't give him a personality it just no. does it just does what it, and again this is one of the clever things about it is that it's just doing what it thinks it's supposed to do for want of a better it's uh, learning it, but it doesn't become like a personality it doesn't become Hamill could, you know, obviously Hamill doing the Joker for so long. We don't want to see that again, but we know that he can do all that. Like, there's a lot of range to Hamill. And he Hamill's doesn't... very good in the Dark Crystal TV show, by the way. Oh, well, I need to see that. I'm sorry, I really need to see that. I've, we've so, started watching it. We're about yeah. five or six in. It's yeah, it. fucking good. I mean, that. it's yeah. fucking good. And it's really interesting as well. But yeah, Hamill, yeah. Um, so Hamill get, is yeah. great. Yeah, he's and he's great, and he really is great in the, in this child's play. But it, the character doesn't get to do, it doesn't get to sort of spin out or develop. Yeah, it just, it just so so for what it's worth, I'm just saying I think there's potential there. If I end up doing a sequel, maybe there's a way for that to sort of you know become better. And I I, I liked it enough that I would see another one. I, I did like um again I I agree with Vanilla. I sort of see what you're getting at, but I <clears throat> for me most of it was quite efficient and it got with it, and I liked how we saw what was happening to it, to Chucky kind of evolved, like ha- how it was happening. Yeah. Like, I like it was a logic, there was like a logical learning thing in it. it, it you know, from a certain I'm like you, right. I wanted to like it because yeah. inherently I've always enjoyed the child's play films, but yeah. I just, <laughs> it got to like three quarters of the way through and I was like, this is so bloodless. Yeah. I get that. So yeah, bored. I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I was never the, bored though, actually. I, I thought, and I like Aubrey Plaza. I'm a big Aubrey yeah, Plaza she fan. was. I'm I'm not a massive fan in general. I find her quite irritating, but I thought in this she was really good. Yeah, I, th- I thought I, I thought the way. Yeah, I just I've got to be honest. I thought it was well <laughs> generally well done. I won't say it was super exciting, but it it, it did it effectively. Enough. That's tell you what that that shopping market scene at uh, supermarket yeah, scene great. again. That was great. great. So go on, burst, burst, burst through a couple of 80s films, because uh, as always, we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, so, 
So it's a basic setup. You, you, all of these will be sort of obvious. I'll do them in reverse order for <coughs> when, when my letterbox accounts. Uh, so, okay. Uh, executive decision in Air Force One. Oh. I thought that was a great so, I haven't seen Air Force One in ages. I it's remember awesome. it being a it's little awesome. rosy. It's awesome. No, it's Is awesome. It? Is yeah, it? It's awesome. Okay. Yes. So, so I, like but, you. It's got a few moments where you go. Oh, no, no, totally. But, but like you, I've been watching amazing. a lot of um, like older films because I've just. There's nothing. I'm I'm so bored of modern films. Like mm. like I'm so bored of watching something and going. Oh, that's just it's just. Uh, meh, all all of the meh. films I'm going to talk about do something. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will literally, I'll literally zip through all of them and we'll just stop if you want to stop. Go so on. executive decision, Air Force One, uh, Eraser, Eraser. Way. I messaged everyone. I messaged you did. Me. You messaged me. You messaged me. It's so much better. Than most of us. but I will say I did that at about the hour mark, <laughs> and, and there are things there are things where it does it does start to get the a little bit long, a little bit. But I do a remember little, a little bit. It does. Right it right. does. Although although for when he goes to get Robert Pastorelli's help onwards, all of that stuff is fucking can great. I, can like, I just Robert go back Pastor- to executive decision just really quickly? Yeah. Like, executive decision is fucking amazing. It's brilliant. Amazing. I watched it last year, and it's amazing. Like, like it's amazing for two things, right? A, yeah. it is an incredibly well-made, tense kind of small location with so much going on. Yeah, like Stuart, like with, Stuart Baird directing as well. Yeah, and when like, John Lake Osama is trying to amazing. trying to um, disarm the bomb and all of that stuff, it's so super tense. The second thing I love about it is it kills um, Segal off like 40 minutes. It, it does a psycho basically. Yeah, it takes something that at that point had never died on screen. Yeah. Ever, and I mean it, the way he does it, he still does it in the super bullshit oh, he hero. Saves, well, he saves, he saves, but he saves their life. But that's all but right. That's nothing. Him, him did, I, it was glorious. It's like, fucking great. It's I so cheered when I saw that good. originally because I've, yeah. I've never been a huge Seagal fan because I've always found yeah. him to be a bit of a dick. Um, and his films just a, his films was good. His early films were good. Anyway, yeah. Get off. But but like like I remember that moment so well, and the film holds up to that moment. It really, yeah. Sorry, carry yeah. on. Razor, so, Air Force Executive <laughs> Men at work, because they do a couple of oh, comedies. Oh, fuck me, no. <laughs> so much fun, though. Keith David is fucking amazing. Oh, it? fuck me, no. That film is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, like, well, it's like a mixture of terrible, but actually really yeah, enjoyable. I mean, that film is like Emilio Estevez, Charlie yeah. Sheen, like, like at the height of their oh, kind yeah. of... Mate, their what? hair alone. Their hair alone. Their hair alone. Oh, my God. Men at work is terrible yeah I'm but it's a lot of fun though a lot of fun uh so drop zone which i really enjoyed it's like the spiritual uh, sequel uh, to yeah, yeah. 57 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and t- time for a few t- genuinely terrific films the untouchables which is okay. almost so, it's almost too good for their podcast kind of thing yeah <laughs> i probably haven't amazing. watched the untouchables in 20 odd years it's absolutely fucking I'll, amazing i'll give that a go it's absolutely on a sunday afternoon mate so honestly or whatever just and then, and then, as a sort of a double bill, cost wise, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which yeah. I I always thought was like medium with good bits. I absolutely loved watching it this time, and I've forgotten that the music, the main theme for the music is this. I'm, I'm going to ruin it, but yeah, which became which became the logo music for the company. Yeah, I know, right? Like twenty years since, it's amazing, and I totally forgotten that. Here you like, go. Massive really... confession. Yeah. I have never seen Robin Hood Prince of Thieves all the way through in one sitting. It, now, to contextualize. It's, it's long. Though. No, no, but contextualize yeah. this. It's because I've switched on and seen, seen it 
so many times on TV. Yeah. Like, and I will watch it because it's got Alan Rickman in, and Alan oh, Rickman's he's amazing, got, isn't it? Right. He's amazing. But and I also, watched... and, and for your knowledge, if you didn't know this, but Blu-ray has about twelve extra minutes of scenes with him in. Oh. Like it's, and they're all great. Like it's great. I I'm really surprised because it's a long film already. But I yeah, love yeah it. no, I love, I, love I, I love Alan Rickman and Prince of Thieves. Like, it's a great film. But I've never seen it all the way through because I've seen bits of it so many times. Mm-hmm. Really weird. I have the so, same with Psycho, by the way. I've never seen Psycho all the way through. Really? Yeah, but I've seen Psycho. Oh, yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, I know. You know. But that's I've the thing. How many times did we watch bits of Psycho when we were at Basel? I know, I know. Like, crazy. Literally, I've grown up knowing the top to tail of Psycho. I've seen every moment of that film at least three times, but I don't think I've ever sat and watched the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It is very good. <laughs> just to let you know. Got him, Robert also, and the other one. Yeah, Robert and Prince of Thieves. Blah, 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 blah. And so then, uh, The Octagon, the Chuck Norris film, one of his better films. Very good. Very good ninja film. Navy Seals. Ooh, Navy Seals. Navy Seals. No, no, I know. I that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so but, much fun, that, though. So much fun. Oh, my God. Navy Seals is a genuinely terrible film, right? But it's got it, Michael Bean. Has he got Michael Bean on but is it is Michael Bean? Why? Why? Yeah. Is that I get confused because Michael Bean's a seal in that, and then he's a seal well, it's, in um it's in Rock, in, which, uh, I watched, Rock. which I watched. Yeah. I watched that, and I watched The Rock just before it. <laughs> so, I watched The Rock so that was as well. That's a great that, film. That is fucking amazing. That, it's that, a film that, I didn't like when it came oh, out either. I love The Rock. It's in Michael um, Bean's best Rock film is, easily. Rock is amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. And Navy Seals is Navy Seals is genuinely shit. But it's, it's genuinely it, good fun. I don't know that it, I don't know that it's shit. Its main problem is that it's and it doesn't make sense. It's sort of trying to be Top Gun in in, in loads <laughs> of ways, like 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 for relationships and also the score, like the music is trying to be Top oh. Gun. But but what it does have over Top Gun hugely, the body count is fucking bananas. Yeah. Like oh it's a, I don't think it's a shit. I mean, it's silly. It's goofy. Describing it, it as shit. Top Gun. Perfect. It kind of is. It's kind of trying to be. Perfect. Sort of weird. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Crank, which I obviously love. That's all about it. There's more, but let's just leave it yeah. there. There's, there's um, like, there's so just to blast for a few that I've seen recently. Mm. Um, I watched Mar. I we love Mar. This. Did we talk about this already? We, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I feel like we might. I think we talked about it maybe when we met up last. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Oh, but Mar's that. good. Mar's great. Yeah. It's a really, yeah. really surprising film. Yeah, um, Diane Silver's going to be massive for leading that. Like I said, yeah. girl from Booksmart and all that. And then I watched, uh, I watched JFK. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, like I, know, I, I used to really enjoy that film. Yeah. I used to really enjoy it because I thought it was, a, as a crafted film, it's really, it's brilliantly well done in terms of how, how he crafts this kind of complete bullshit narrative and the way it builds and everything else. Rewatching it, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Um, but what about? I mean, the last forty minutes is about courtroom scenes, amazing, right? It's, it's still a great scene, but it's like a forty-minute. It's like a forty-minute monologue. Yeah, thirty-five-minute monologue. The problem with it is, the it, it's like watching someone deliver forty-five minutes of bro science. Right. You, you know the term bro science, right? Where it's like, yeah, a little bit. Like Joe Rogan coined it, I think. Where it's just yeah. like, like you make something up because you think it's right. It's like that's bro science. Hundred yeah. percent. The last. 45 minutes of that film is total bro science. Right. I, I mean, it's utter bullshit, but it's so compelling that I used to believe it when I grew up. Right. When I was growing up. But, like, there's still some good bits in it. Um, I watched Critters Attacks. Oh, 
or Critters. I really, want, I really want to see that. It's stupid fun, right? Right. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, Critters were never very. The Critters films were never very good, but they were lots. No, it, it, it's it's a low budget Critters film. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know. Um, I also so not getting watched, Sped to Cap, Sped to Capri, where it starts. So yeah. Hey. <laughs> also, I finally watched The Dead Don't Die. No, oh, I, yeah. don't, let me tell a lie. I finally watched an hour of The Dead Don't Die. Yeah. Yeah. It's the and then someone told me there's aliens in the end, and I was like, yeah, I'm glad oh, did, did you Did you not get to that bit? Oh, no, I didn't get to the aliens. No, I was Ooh, fucking, dear. I was so bored. Yeah. Like, it was really weird. When I first started watching it, the first 20 minutes I liked. I liked like the, the different feel of it and all that stuff. And then it drops off really, really quickly. Like, really, really quickly. I just. Because it's got an amazing cast, you know, when you're meeting all the characters and all that, that's fine. But then it gets really, really fucking, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't give you what you, it doesn't actually give you what you want. No. Um, I watched Satanic Panic. I really want to see that. Yeah, see it, that. it's, it's, it, it's absolutely fine, right? It's With not O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine or something. But yeah, it's a good cast and it, it, it's good, for, it's good fun. Um, it, again, and this is my criticism of a lot of the horror films I've watched recently, right? Mm. So, I, like, I watched the Banana Splits movie. I watched. I want to watch that. Is that is that any good? Well, no. Um, uh, I was, but this is a whole like so Banana Splits movie, Critters Attacks. Yeah. Um, the Dead Don't Die. I'm going to lump into this as well. Sure. Um, uh, Child's Play, Satanic Panic, and a couple of other films I've seen this year all suffer from the same thing. They're horror films that could relatively easily be on TV at right. eight o'clock on ITV with yeah. very few edits. They're, ta- they're tame, basically. Very tame. However, and I will end on this one, I did watch a film that at the time was critically not received well mm. and I think is actually one of the strongest films of the whole franchise. Okay. Halloween 3 season of the witch i love halloween 3 I mean, right i absolutely, I absolutely right? love halloween 3 it's fucking brilliant it's, it's got one of the most scariest nihilistic endings of all time oh like, my god really, it's one of the scariest i think, I think you ruined it. it's like 1982 i think we're you okay know, you know what i mean for anyone who hasn't for anyone who doesn't i don't think watch the franchise because you don't have to understand any of the other franchise it's a totally separate film and all that shit because you know, if, if people don't know, it's, you don't need to watch any of the other Halloween films at all. No, it, it's it, the, the idea would amazing. take a franchise in a standalone yeah. way, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And the problem was, no one went to see it, and everyone, all the critics hated it. It's and you kind of terrifying. go, it is genuinely. I, so I watched that in a back to back. Yeah, I watched that in a back to back with Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1979. Well, oh, that's 76. fucking 78, I think. Yeah, yeah, if you want to take two really of the scary. most nihilist. Yeah, and really, really if I'd watched 28 days later after that, yeah. I don't think I'd have made it. No. Oh, it's fucking really hell, there's really a film. Yeah, of three of friend. possibly the most nihilistic films of all time. Yeah. No, I um, get it. Season of the Witch is great. If you can get over the fact that the, the main guy makes no sense as a complete poonhound. Tom, 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 I was going to say, Tom Atkins gets so much pussy in that film. Like, he, he looks like. He literally looks like he looks the like, worst like, 80s porn star. Well, no, he looks like everyone's dad. Like he looks like everyone's dad, who's he? he looks like he constantly smells of beer and cigarettes. And, <laughs> and he gets, and he gets, and he, and and no disrespect to him, he's not the handsomest guy. But he, what one of the things that's good about it is he's so everyman. Like, like one of the, yeah. oh, he, one, it's one of the things he that makes it really accessible. Just looks like a guy. 
which is great. He 100% but, is punching out of his league. It's insane. The pussy, it's, it, I'm not, it may sound like I'm being insulting. If you watch the film, people are like, how do, how do, like the stuff that the film presents like as normal, I'm not talking about the horror shit, with yeah. him, you just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, yeah. Where's where's his no. ex-wife that's angry? Like, like what the fuck are you it, talking about? But man, I mean, it's brilliant. genuinely. It's utterly brilliant. brilliant. It's one of the scariest films. Yeah. Like the most uncomfortable films I've ever seen. The way the sound echoes away at the end is absolutely terrifying. Oh. Like, it's really, really frightening. Oh my god. Yeah. It's and it's even though it's quite hokey, it's so believable. Yeah, sure. I would love to see that remade. I'm sort of hes- I know what you mean it's possible it could be do you know what I mean well. I think with modern technology yeah. and a decent budget that the masks, film the masks yeah oh so good um, sorry last film I know I said the last one was the last film but to go into that horror thing I watched a film called Haunt oh I want to see that is that from a few years ago like four or five years no ago? no no it's this year 2019 it's uh, produced by Eli Roth I think I'm thinking of Haunter yeah. It's, yeah, okay. it's about like it's a basically escape room meets saw meets okay yeah it, it's yeah. Uh, again it's another film that needs to double down on the violence did you what did you watch escape room because i really liked escape room. yeah no escape room was good but again oh i'm looking at it now on imdb Haunt. escape room if it could have been more like i i just want all my horror films after seeing rambo there's not yeah. a horror film this year that's going to touch that no, that's the point. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, like Rambo has yeah. out-horrored every... Ho- yeah, it, I mean, I watched Horn even though it had the from producer Eli Roth. Right, but it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, fuck off, I can't stand that penis. Mm-hmm. From the guy that hasn't made a good film ever. I still like Hostel 2. I like Hostel 2 a lot. Actually. It's better than Hostel 1. It is, but again, by, by, by loads. Like, only because it doubles down really, really well. on the violence. Yeah, and, but also just about the without getting i'm not i'm not trying to give it more credit than it's due but like it's very female centric that's not the yep. reason to like it but it works really well with the female cat lauren german's fucking great in it um the best thing about the first hostel the best thing is rick hoffman the actor rick hoffman who plays one of the guys when when is it jay hernandez I can't remember, the guy who's escaping is um escaping and he gets into that locker room and rick hoffman is this really enthusiastic guy who's going to do all this shit like and he's really yes. up for it and he yeah. plays Lewis Litt in Suits. He's like one of the best. Rick Hoffman's one of my favourite actors of all time. And he's fucking amazing in Hostel. Like, he's brilliant. Oh. And then Hostel is <laughs> shit. Yeah, Hostel is totally shit. Um, right, I think that's it. Um, Ross, where can people find out more about you? Uh, yes, if you look at, at Ross Boyask on all the things. Uh, and uh, at Evo Films UK, which is uh, my company, Evolutionary Films. Uh, and also, oh, uh, Vengeance 2 the action film that I've been making Ooh. has now just uh, like completed. We're about to start. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, so please follow at vengeance film UK and uh, say hello and stuff. And That'd stuff. Awesome. And we can check out more about the podcast at www.philscrickreview.co.uk. We're on Twitter at Phil quick review and on Instagram, Ross and Phil talk movies. We will be back um, at some point shortly. Um, and there you go. Ross, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. Bye. It's been awesome. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.